Welcome to the Agent Success Podcast, where we talk about how to grow, prosper, and innovate in your real estate business. Learn how to find your ideal client, generate leads, and convert more sales from other agents in the business. My name is Brooke. I'm your host, and I hope you gain a ton of value from today's episode. Let's go. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Agent Success Podcast. Today with me again, I have John Williams. Hey guys. The broker of the House Connection. And we want to hop on here and just do a quick episode about retiring, you know, as a real estate agent, having the end in mind and preparing through that throughout your career. Hopefully you gather some tips or just gives you something to think about and allows you to prepare for your future. So without further ado, let's go. So John, as long as I've known you, you've always been very aware that you need to plan for the future, whether it was through buying rentals or other ventures that you have, knowing that you need to plan for your retirement has always been front of mind. And I'm just curious because I don't know a lot of people our age that are that conscious of it and are preparing that much. So what was it that inspired you to take such action at such a young age and be so aware? It's nice of you to say. I think it was, you know, I wasn't taught that, you know, you have to have a retirement plan and, you know, contribute to it over the course of your career and then retire at 65. I think where it comes from was, you know, that's not what my parents did. They didn't have any kind of a retirement plan. And in a way that benefited me because I don't, you know, I didn't have any preconceptions about how it should be done. And so I remember even, you know, thinking back as a young man, well, basically, how can I, how can I retire early? That was more so the angle I took. How could I retire Mm -hmm. early? How could I have financial freedom and retire early? And so it all began from there. I explored my options from there. So not necessarily retiring at like 65, like a lot of people would do in like a traditional structure. Mm-hmm. You're more so looking at it through the lens of, well, I don't want to work forever and I want to have freedom and I want to be able to retire early. Essentially, yeah, exactly. I just think it's impressive though, because like myself even, and literally almost everybody I know is really focused on like instant gratification. You've been able to put away money and keep your eye on the prize for forward thinking and not for like instant gratification, like whether that's not blowing your money or just being smart with your money, really. You've been always super conscious of that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a game to me. It's almost like it's like it's like a game. I'm trying to win. It's like a game of life. And, you know, I want to build a rental property empire. It's like, so, okay, so how am I going to do that? You know, one rental at a time. And I, I like to win. I like to win the game. Uh, you know, so it wouldn't make sense for me to go out and, you know, buy X, Y, Z, you know, if that's not alignment with, you know, the game I'm trying to win. That's true. I mean, it definitely takes a lot of discipline. But what you just said was, if it's not aligned with my goals and my vision, then I'm not going to do it. Right. I guess if you use that as a filtering mechanism and Mm -hmm. you're truly aware of what's important to you and maybe it's not like having flashy things or just blowing your money on maybe, I don't know, just being being efficient and being aware of where your money is going and making sure that you're spending or saving for your core beliefs and your goals. And I think that that's 
it can be challenging because most people are not doing that. It's kind of like going against the grain. So maybe I mean, there's just something inherently exciting to me about passive income and just like this idea of having uh, that mailbox money and and you know financial freedom. These things just fire me up. Yeah. Yep. I think that's good. I mean, there's definitely a lot of buzz around like the idea of retiring early and having financial freedom. And a lot of people talk about it. I don't know if everybody is maybe even aware of what to do when it comes to taking the steps to having those things. And so that's kind of what we want to dive into today is, Mm -hmm. well, how do you practically execute on that then? It's a good question. I mean, start, start with the end in mind. What's your vision for your life? You're the CEO of your own li- your own life. So where do you want to where do you want to take that? How do you want to allocate your resources? Are you just not going to have a plan at all and bury your head in the sand and not even think about it? Are you going to you know shoot for for retirement at 65 and contribute to you know an IRA? Maybe you want to retire early. Okay, that's possible. How are you going to do that? Is it through rental properties? Is it through you know owning another business, being self-employed, whatever it may be? Start with an end in mind. Put a you know a time limit on it. When do you want to get there? And realistically, once you're there, what does it look like? Yeah. So I think as real estate agents, it's like you generate these larger commission checks, which is unique compared to getting like a smaller weekly salary, let's say, or monthly salary. And so if you are somebody that wants to dive into fulfilling an investment plan, and like you said, you're the captain of your ship, how do you want to allocate your resources how do you recommend somebody get started in distributing their funds and being able to manage their resources in such a way that would be productive for their future? I mean, very simply say to just live on less than what you, than what you make, pay yourself first and set us set aside some of those commissions towards, you know, a separate account that could just be a down payment. That's probably the easiest way is just save, try to get a conventional loan, put 20% down on a rental property and and set aside some of those commissions for your first down payment. That's great. So being aware of how much it costs you to live right now and having a really good, accurate idea of that. And then basically you're saying anything else or living below your means, like what can you put away? And obviously the more aggressive, the better that it's going to allow you to save for a down payment for a house. Right. And it does take discipline. You have to, you have to, you have to want it. I mean, because you're going to be sacrificing in the short term. It's going to be hard to set that money aside and you know live on less than what you what you potentially could right now today. You know, and just wait for that long term payday. But I mean, it's worth it. Yeah, I wanted to say like oftentimes when you buy like let's say one rental property like even like a single family property here in our local market Mm -hmm. you're not going to be making like a ton of money every month from that one property how do you suggest that they begin to understand what the long-term effect of that smaller monthly cash flow can be oh boy um I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, put all your, your eggs, your mental eggs in that one basket, save towards that first one, buy it and then move on and begin saving towards that next one. And and, and in a way you could just forget about it. That's what I'd recommend. Just forget about it. You know, don't, 
it's not like you know it's not like the stock market where you're just gonna like pull up an app on your phone and see you know pings and, and charts going up and down it's very slow um, eventually you're going to be able to increase your your rents you're going to pay down some of that debt your property is likely going to appreciate in value um, which will then give you opportunities to leverage equity down the road um, and so just put it on the back burner as far as, you know, your mental capacity. Put it on the back of your mind and start working working towards that next one. That's good. Yeah, because I think, like, there's a lot of buzz around, like, real estate investing being sexy. But if you actually have done it on any kind of a, like, beginner level, you begin to understand that, like, you're not going to make a million dollars off of one property. And you're not going to live like a lavish lifestyle because you bought one property. It's it is a long term game. And I do think that the reality of that has been twisted a little bit if you aren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. And then when you get into it, it can be kind of disappointing if you don't know that. And it can be maybe discouraging. Like it, I've heard people mention um, that they're having a hard time finding a deal because it's you know, maybe only truly cash flowing like a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. But honestly, even that could be considered a good deal if it is cash flowing at all right now. And you really have to like the whole theme of this podcast is have the end in mind as far as how that can snowball later on. And you got to do a lot of due diligence and look for opportunities. They're not going to fall into your lap because everyone's out there doing what you're doing. And so you have to look for it. Um, you could, you could buy something right off the MLS that on paper, you know, maybe initially at first glance doesn't look like it's going to cash flow, but you dive a little deeper and you realize that, wow, that's a brand new roof and HVAC and it's entirely remodeled and, you know, it's below market rents for whatever reason, you realize that you could uh, and get, get rents up to market rate and then all of a sudden it's, it's a lot better of a deal. But also another way I think about this is $100 a month. Yeah. Okay. Big deal. It doesn't sound like a lot of money. When I was getting started, um, my first job paid me like seven dollars and some change per hour which is probably more than some people but it wasn't a lot of money and so i was thinking you know if i can get a hundred dollars a month passively if i could just get one rental property i basically buy myself 15 hours a month you know a hundred dollars a month passive divided by that seven and a half dollars i was making doing a job i looked at it that way and that was exciting to me because then it's like wow i just bought myself 10 to 15 hours a month i do that a few times and I'm buying a lot of time and time is your most valuable resource. And so all of a sudden a hundred dollars becomes pretty exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. And then, like you said, you basically forget about that one. You have a tenant who's paying down your mortgage. You can increase your rents every single year likely. So you are generating more cash flow over time. The property's likely appreciating. You can snowball that into like bigger assets, more doors, you can get savvy and creative. Um, and ultimately that $100 can turn into $500 before you know it. And now you're generating $500 a month and it requires no effort of your own, which is the goal. Yes, I agree. And back to what you said about like the sexy part of real estate investing, like there's a lot of probably hype around flips and stuff. And that's great if you can go out and flip a property and make a quick buck. But I personally would rather have $100 a month passive for the rest of my life added to my portfolio than, you know, a big fat check from a flip that is 
is not making money for me. It's just, it's just okay, now I got to get the next one. It's just another version of a hamster wheel. Passive income is a lot more valuable than a, a big fat check, in my opinion. Yeah, so that's a really good point. It's steady income, so you can rely on that income, especially if you have more than one property and you do have like a more diverse portfolio of properties. You're not relying on like one or two tenants should anything kind of maybe go wrong. But you, that's consistent steady income versus the flips or the commissions, like you mentioned, which is a hamster wheel. And if you can generate enough of that so that it can kind of be a baseline for your lifestyle, ultimately, that's where the retirement aspect of it comes in. Then later on in life, you now have steady income that's still coming in from your properties. You can also sell your properties and then use that money to live off of later in life, you are making sure that you have a security blanket because as an agent, you don't get a 401k, you don't have a retirement plan, you're not being matched per every dollar that you put into your retirement plan by your employer. It's solely up to you. And like you said in the beginning, if you're putting your head in the sand and just not even acknowledging the fact that you need a plan, what are you going to do later in life? True. That's a good point. And it can seem overwhelming, but there's no excuse not to start and, you know, not to take responsibility for your future. Start somewhere, start as soon as you can. Real estate is a very forgiving industry over the long term, especially. And you, there's a quote out there. It's like, uh, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and then wait. Mm -hmm. So true. I mean, get you some rental properties. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Get you some rental properties. You heard it here first. No, but in all seriousness, we're passionate about this because it's important. And I don't think it's talked about enough. It's not sexy. And you're not going to hear people talking about it because it just isn't glamorous. It's not flashy, but it's so crucial. It's crucial for for your well-being, for your family's well-being, and you need to set yourself up for success. And so if investing in real estate or creating a plan for your future is something that you want to connect on. We happen to love talking about that stuff and we'd be happy to connect and talk more and provide whatever value we can. And I hope that you truly did gain value from this episode. And if nothing else, it got you thinking about what your plan is going to be. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the agent success podcast until next time.